SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide. All right, so we are going to be reflecting on the philosophies and uh, the life of uh, Bandi Steve Beagle, who passed away 42 years uh, ago on this day. And it, it's, I mean, it's a somber time for all of us to, to think about this legacy because at a time like this, I think many of us will agree there is such a leadership deficit. And one wonders, had he been alive, what kind of leadership would he be imparting on us right now? Kaiser Koza, who's a national chairperson of the Black Management Forum policy, uh, policy. He joins us now on the line, and thank you very much for making the time, uh, Mr. Koza. Thank you, Pimela, and thank you to your listeners. I mean, look, I, I was wondering to myself, um, I wish and I wonder, had he been alive today, what would he be saying to us right now? You know, when you ponder on that, what do you, what do you think would be his leadership at this point? Well, uh, it's a bit difficult to reflect uh, on what Bigo would do or say, mm. uh, but if we check what Bigo did himself, I mean, Bigo didn't talk much. Mm. <laughs> he he spoke very little, but when he spoke, you know, everything that he said resounded with a number of people. Right? Mm. So, so Bigo did a whole lot of work, uh, you know, whether as a student starting at Sasso, um, he didn't just complain about black people being mistreated at Musa mm. and did nothing about it. He founded with other colleagues, Bani Pichan and others, they founded Sasso, right? Mm. So he didn't just sit back and say, we are being discriminated, we sleep in different residences during the conferences. He started Sasso. And this is where, you know, black consciousness starts in the country. Uh, now, when we see what Bigo did around Gimbeck and Gramstown, he started black community projects. Yeah. Because he said black people must stop complaining. They must start doing what they can do with the means that they have. So in as much as we want to transform and change white establishment, the Bigo has, you know, uh, put in all of us to say we must, as black communities, start doing things on our on ourselves. That's why we had about Zanempilo clinic where, you know, care and, uh, you know, Dr. Mampele Rampele worked and so many other towers within black consciousness. So I believe Bigo would have reflected on the leadership deficit that we have in the country. But I doubt it would have just ended there. Mm-hmm. Digo himself would have said, how best do we involve ourselves in communities that we come from? Uh, a number of black people, myself included, are staying in suburbs, historically white areas. We have left historically black areas, you know, for black youth and other people to find themselves. Right, mm-hmm. with no heroes, with no sheroes, with no role models to look up to. So it is incumbent upon us to go back to those black communities and give this self-worth that Bigo spoke about, infuse people with a black, you know, uh, pride amongst themselves. So, so Bigo would have done that. And essentially, this is a call that we are making to all black professionals to say, let's go back to our schools. Let's adopt our schools. Let's see how best we help, uh, you know, governing bodies around those schools who are struggling with small issues of administration and management level. You know, Mr. Koza, you, you raised a really important point about him not speaking much, and you're absolutely right. But what he did do was to write a lot. And one of the things that he, he, he talks about is, is identifying the problem 
and and sort of lead by example. So so do what you need to do. Once you've identified what the problem is, get down to doing it yourself. So stop pointing and waiting for everybody to do it. The problem here, I think, uh, what, that South Africa finds itself in is that with all the policies that we have in place, there isn't, um, you know, you spoke of leadership where and, and maybe role models in the township. We are not seeing modeled leadership that speaks to us and the ideals that this country has. Indeed, my sister, the, the, the challenge that you have with, with leadership in South Africa, that's why we, in the Black Management Forum, we cry leadership deficit in the country. Mm. It's you have leaders who speak goodism. Mm. Mm. <laughs> this must be done. This must be done. Mm. You look at their lifestyle. Mm. <laughs> you then wonder whether if they were to be given a chance to even govern, would they even do those things that they are preaching? Mm. So, so, so this is the importance of black consciousness because you see, in as much if you go fought white security complex, Bigo was more concerned about black inferiority complex as well. Yeah. So he spent most of his time telling black people that they are also human beings, mm. that they are, you know, they must fill themselves with self-pride, black pride. So he, he then goes to communities and start working with the community. And, and, and there's a saying in leadership that if you work with communities, communities would feel that they are part of any program that you do. Now, um, you know, I, I have listened to a number of black professionals in particular decrying leadership, but you know, I've asked in your own little mm, space, mm. what is it that you are doing for black communities? Mm-hmm. Right. So we are all found wanting in that space. We, we, we decry national leadership, whether in government, whether in corporate sector, whether here. But the question is, with the little influence that we have, if we are professionals, if we could dedicate a Saturday to do a math class for an hour, if we could do certain things in the in the townships, if we could meet with the principals and say, what are the challenges you have in administration and management? I can only help you with this and this. This is how you do your books as a Section 21 school. Now, I have said in the free state with the MEC, uh, Tate Mahoy, who is one of the best MECs, as well as Panyaza, we need to start a program of adopting our alumni. Now, mm-hmm. what I say, alumni, mm-hmm. most of these are in historically black townships. Because we need to start with education. You know, any country that doesn't value its education, you know, it's a country that has no future. So we need to make sure that we invest everything we have in education. And yes, there's a lot that government needs to do in terms of curriculum development and infrastructure. But there's a lot that we must do. Whether our children are there or not, yeah. we have a duty that if we believe in black consciousness, we are members of Black Lawyers Association, we are members of ABASA, we are members of Black Management Forum, we cannot just say government is not doing this and that. What is it that we are doing? So in reflecting on Steve Bantubigo, you know, a lot of people miss that part about him. They they quote him, Mm -hmm. but they forget to say, what is it that Bigo did for black communities? Mr. Kosa, you know, you, you reflect on that and, and it's been happening in pockets. I mean, and the Beaker Foundation went out to schools in, in, in the rural communities. They reached out and the, immediately the results of those students there went up. It, there, were, there was immediate response to, to the efforts that were being made. The problem, though, is that it's in silos and it's in very small pockets. How do we transfer this attitude nationally? How does it become all of our problem? How are we going to get that right? 
Look, Bigo is trending today. Uh, you know, I've got another name that I use in the media and I've been using it for long. It's called uh, Frank Talk. Mm. We, we need to embrace leaders that spoke to us, whether it is Mangali Sosobuga with Pan-Africanism, whether it is Steve Bigo with Black Consciousness, because it is exactly that that makes us to unite as a people. Right. So, so, so in, 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 in Black Consciousness family, you know, the, the towers are not about ego. Mm. <laughs> they are about what is it that any other person can contribute in the community. So having grown up within the Azapo and Black Consciousness movement and playing a role in BLA and uh, Black Management Forum now, what, what we need to do is how best do we spend, even if you're an individual, by the way, because, you know, what I have seen um, as a nation, and it's not nice to say that, is we say a lot, mm. we criticize a lot, mm. but we don't put our shoulder behind the wheel. Yeah. Now, we, we, we seem to be excited by another lifestyle, mm. right, mm. Um, of popping champagne. Mm. There is nothing wrong, believe me, if we afford it, but at the same time, we must think, how best do we assist a student mm. that needs about 4000 to get by mm. in buying shoes and getting a uniform and having a proper you know, uh, uh, environment to study in? Mm. I am not saying let's not do these other things. You know, entertainment is an industry on its own. I'm also part of the entertainment industry. <laughs> but we need to have that balance because if you look at other nations, and essentially in BMF we have met the Jews, we've met the Muslims, we've met the Africaners, they, they develop their own communities. If you look at, and, and I'm passionate about this subject of schools, if you look at schools that are public schools like any other schools in Soweto Kaelika, if you look at the people that are putting effort in historically white schools, are white alumni, <laughs> are those who have long passed in that high yeah. school or in that primary, Absolutely. they go back to plow yeah. anything. If they, are, you know, if they have to influence, a, an organization or a corporate sector that they're involved in mm. to go and do, you know, a tennis court or to do, they do that. Yep. But with us, we have said government must sort that. We are busy as black people. And sometimes when I do introspection, I ask, busy with what? Because <laughs> there is just so much. Mr. Koza, let me ask you to. Let me ask you to just hang 10 for us as we invite the callers on 891 as we celebrate. We, I mean, we're reflecting, not celebrating, 42 years since the death of Steve Biko. SAFM, setting the nationwide agenda daily. We reflect on 42 years since the passing of Bantu Steve Biko, who was a revolutionary indeed. And uh, we are taking those calls, as I said, on 0891-104-207. My guest is Kaiser Koza, who's a national chairperson of Black Management Forum. Let's go quickly to those calls. Lodwick, you're calling us from Limpopo. Good afternoon. Uh, good afternoon. I was Ligai. Getting Ligai, Lodwick. Okay, thank you for having the speaker there. But uh, my input on this people, I understand. My understanding is that, okay, we only hear about these people, his influence, DC and Pan Africanism in days like this. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But uh, I understand that, uh, like as the speaker said, uh, there's a small pocket somewhere where this DC or the philosophy of people is being spread, but it's not the whole country. My, 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 uh, I put the blame in all of this to the mainstream media, which, in my view, they suppress anyone with a DC philosophy 
black consciousness or pan-Africanism. You can, uh, history doesn't leave blank pages, uh, blank, uh, blank pages, my sister. You have a look now. The recordings of all our struggle uh, uh, icons are there. Where are the recordings of Professor Robert Mangalisa Sobu? You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Look at the political party that he left behind. He's mm-hmm. uh, being infiltrated and uh, there's no way that will ever come right because the ruling elite is in the pockets of, uh, of, uh, of the people that are owning the means of... of, of uh, production in this country. Mm. So uh, BC and PA adherents will try, but they need to put more effort because the battle that they are fighting is way bigger than anyone can think. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you. Thanks, thanks, Ludwig. I mean, look, Ludwig is, is raising really important questions about all of us on how we reflect on the legacy of Steve Biko, that he only comes up, especially in mainstream media at this time, only once or twice a year. I mean, that's not good enough. And, and that lies on all of us. Uh, um, Mr. Koza? Yeah, look, Pimela, um, you know, they, they, they say that history, uh, you know, is never written by the hunter. Yes. <laughs> uh, it must be written by the hunter, not the hunter. Mm. Now, the, the, the question is, um, post-94, yes, there has been, you know, fear of black consciousness and, and, and pan-Africanism. And I may say, maybe that happened before 1994. Uh, we are seeing it now. I know Banyazan tweeted this uh, morning, as we are celebrating people, about the new content in the history book. Um, that talks about Vigo and then, you know, that embraces all liberation movements in the country. So, so indeed, all media, all, you know, school syllabi must talk not just about one liberation movement. We had about three in this country. We had the PAC, the ANC, with uh, Black Consciousness Movement led by Azapo, BCMA, EXA. So we need to talk about that because, you know, especially a, an ideology that brings black people together. Whether it is pan-Africanism or it is uh, black consciousness, it is key. But but more than that, I mean, as Black Management Forum, we honored uh, Maman Zidini uh, in June this year and gave her an excellence award, as well as Umama uh, you know, Sankara. And we did that because we understood that we stand on the shoulders of this legend. And if not black consciousness, we would have not been found in the and it's not that DNA has not been founded in 1977. So we were founded on this ideology. And this leadership led by Andy Lenomlala and his board felt it and didn't feel that we should honor Mama Digo. And we're not honoring Mama Digo because of this people. Yes, related to that, but Mama Digo has continued the work that Digo started. Mama Digo is engaged with communities around where where she stays. Now, it is this stories, these good stories from our communities again, um, that we don't get told about them. I mean, you know, I'm a bit critical about uh, uh, TV and your competitor on, 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 on multiple. Um, you know, 161, if you look at teledramas and all other things there, it is more about these black, mm. you know, Malays. Mm. <laughs> you know, they, they never tell good stories yeah. about black communities. Now our children are, are, are growing up and the only white is less on the white societies are the ones that are doing right mm. and if they don't tell these about any other societies yeah. like so, so in a, in a multi multi-racial society you would want any 
television station, any broadcaster, to reflect on all society, not just black people. Mm. So you find China's rather dedicated, <laughs> whether it's a program uh, about cheating, whether it's about that, it is only black people. To our demise, now, yeah. No, point exactly. It's, it's not about other nations. Other nations know whatever that they do. And, and the manner in which we report other stories. Yeah. Uh, 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 you know, we, we, we in this country are having a huge challenge now around femicide and around... Mr. Kosa, let me, let me ask you to just uh, just move around a little bit. We are battling to hear you. I'm going to ask my producer to sort out your line. Let me go quickly to Ifi in Johannesburg. Hello, Ifi. Oh, thank you very much. Thanks for calling, Ifi. Yes, uh, I'm so glad to be on the program. Mm-hmm. I was listening to the gentleman and he's making a very valid point, mm-hmm. especially when he speaks to uh, plowing back to our black communities. Mm-hmm. I personally have al- always maintained in some of the fora that I belong and in some of the speeches that I deliver to people that the biggest disappointment that we Africans have, especially in South Africa here, is what I call, um, I-, I actually want to blame the middle class, the black middle class. Um, take a, a typical example. Uh, somebody from Soweto, let me just use Soweto as an instance. You grew up from the streets of Soweto. You were lucky. You went to school, tertiary. You get yourself a good job. And the next thing, you get a job and you stay, you stay in something. Um, at best, what you do is you go maybe once a week or once a month back to Soweto. And uh, what you do is probably you get back there, you hook up with your old folks or friends in Soweto, and all you do is buy drinks, you go for chisenyama and all that, and then you still leave them at their conditions, and you go back to your place of uh, abode, whether you're staying in Santin or wherever. And then uh, that's, that's what the gentleman there is saying, that we must have a culture of plowing back to our communities. Mm. because it takes people to build communities, especially the middle class is very, very important in every developing society to take people from from the base of the economy and catapult them to other levels. I'm going to have to leave it there, Ife. We've run out of time. And I just want to thank you also, my guest, Kaiser Koza, who's a national chairperson of the Black Management Forum, as we reflect on 42 years since the death of Steve Biko. I want to go to the headlines now, One thirty. Time for the headlines with Utsi Lesaku.